everyone, this is episode 691 of the Pixelated Sausage Podcast for the week of Friday, October 25th, 2019. I am your host, Mark Kuznets, and today I've got a lot to talk about. I've played a lot of games. I don't have a lot to talk about a lot of games, but I do have a little to talk about a lot of games, including Frostpunk Console Edition, Monkey King Hero is back, Stranded Sails, Explorers of the Cursed Islands, just ignore them. That's what you should probably do every time you listen to this show. Just ignore me. Superbox Land, Demake, Baldur's Gate and Baldur's Gate 2 Enhanced Editions, and Planescape Torment and Icewind Dale Enhanced Editions. Quite the random smorgasbord of games, don't you say? Hey, buddy? Anywho... I played all these games on Xbox One, figured I'd get that out of the way right here, except for Monkey King Hero is back. And the only reason I didn't play that on Xbox One is because it doesn't exist on Xbox One. You know what Monkey Hero or Monkey King Hero is back? It's so confusing. Monkey Hero, Monkey King, Monkey, where are you? I don't know, but you're back. I, I, I don't know where you were. I know where you are now. You're back. Hey, Monkey King. I'm so happy you're back. Um, Monkey King Hero is Back is a licensed game based on a movie of the same name, which came out, I don't know, when? Probably last year or maybe two years ago. And you can watch it, if you want, on Hulu for free. I, I don't know if you can watch it with ads for free or whatever. I... There's no free version of Hulu anymore, is it right? There's the ad-supported version for, what, $6 or something? $8? Then the ad version for 12 I think? I have the, the ad-free version. And so I watched the first 20 minutes of Monkey King Hero is Back. Just long enough to see the Monkey King, the aforementioned titled character, show up. And he was like, hey, what's up? <laughs> no, um, it's not a good movie. The animation is pretty terrible, and there's a lot of stupid gags, and the story's dumb. It is really, really, really trying hard to be Kung Fu Panda. It wants to be Kung Fu Panda so bad. Uh, so much so that it hired a few of the actors from Kung Fu Panda, including... Jackie Chan, who played, you guessed it, the monkey in Kung Fu Panda. I'm pretty sure he played the monkey in Kung Fu Panda. And guess who he plays in Monkey King? Hero is back. You're right. He plays the monkey king. Um, Before I get too ahead of myself, I don't think he voiced the monkey king in the game. But again, I don't remember if in my time with the game, if the monkey king ever actually said anything. And his name is Dashun or something. Which they never said in the movie in the first 20 minutes, from what I remember. But Jackie Chan plays the Monkey King, and then Poe's adoptive father in Kung Fu Panda, the crane or whatever kind of bird he was, that voice, or that actor, whose voice was the voice of that bird, is also in Monkey King Heroes Back as a monk who is the adoptive father of a human boy who was not thrown in the river. He just ended up in the river, and the monk was like, Hey, baby, you want a daddy? I'll be your daddy. 
And then he became his daddy. And uh, hilarity ensues. But it's funny that he played an adoptive father in both these movies. And good old Jackie Chan played a monkey in both these movies. I think that's the only thing the movie has going for it. It's got Jackie Chan. And we all like Jackie Chan. But, you know, it's, it's no Kung Fu Panda. And the game is better than the movie. But it's not good per se it's like a solid 5 out of 10 it's an action adventure game where you play as the monkey king of course no you play as the kid who's got a little baby strapped to his back and he just wants to talk 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 god he won't ever shut up but it's a, it's a basic action adventure game where you run around fighting monsters I don't know if you have like a no you don't have a bow staff you just fight with your fists and you have like a chain wrapped around one of your wrists that you don't like, it freaks you out. There was one moment in the game that I actually thought was kind of funny, and I was like, oh, does this game actually have some good stuff in it? Does it? I was like, oh, not not really, but it's better than the movie. Um, the action doesn't feel all that great, the combat. You have a like, dodge roll, which seems pointless. Every time I tried using it, it didn't really seem to get me out of getting hit. The best way to avoid getting hit is just to let the enemy do their animation and then attack them because it seems like it takes a while for them to throw another attack. But there's no way to cancel out of an animation from what I gathered playing. And the combat's just not all that fun. The bit of platforming that is in the game isn't great. You collect a lot of resources so there are flowers and ores and a bunch of crap all over the place or hidden in barrels that you just destroy. You pick them up, and you could trade them to this weird-looking rabbit woman who's got a giant fucking head. I'm pretty sure that was her head. I couldn't tell because it's like she has a giant forehead with this little mouth, but like her forehead is the size of the brain bug in Starship Troopers. And then coming out of the head is like this thing on a few appendages that is like a normal looking rabbit. I am i don't know what the hell she was, but she was a horrific looking monster thing, and I was not a fan of her. But you trade in resources to her to make potions that will refill your magic or your health or give you other things like scrolls or some kind of amulet crap. I, I didn't have enough stuff to get any of that cool things. They only got healing items. And then there is a little like shrine not a shrine thing but like a statue thing that is all over the place that you use to save your game or upgrade your character you get experience by defeating enemies and yeah that's pretty much all there is of the game i played it for a little over an hour and it's it's just it's not all that exciting i don't like the jump it feels oddly floaty and that like you jump and when you hit your apex you just kind of like floats there for a little while and you don't get much Room is not like you can jump over long distances, and I kind of feel like I'm a monkey. I want to double jump. Let me double jump. I love the double jump, even if it's not all that useful, even if you don't really use it to access higher places. I just, a double jump feels super satisfying. There's just something real nice about a double jump. Um, and I'm a monkey. I'm the monkey fucking king, baby. Let me double jump. But, uh, Monkey King Hero is back. Played on PS4. It's fine. But who's it for, really? 
Are you a big fan of the movie? Then go wild. You're going to enjoy it because it's better than the movie. If you're not a fan of the movie, I like. I guess there aren't a lot of... I don't know how many action-adventure games there are of this ilk that are just about melee combat and pretty straightforward and linear. You know, I, I know they're like... You know, more platforming things like ukulele or, or whatnot, but those don't have an emphasis on fighting like this does. But again, the fighting isn't great, so just go back and play Enslaved. Or if you have an Xbox One, play Enslaved on your Xbox One because it's backward compatible. And you know what? That's better. You're, you play a character named Monkey, and you're king in my book as far as I'm concerned. So just play Enslaved Odyssey to the West instead of the Monkey King game. That may or may not have Jackie Chan in it, but he is in the movie. Anywho, so I'll get these next two out of the way pretty quickly. I played a little bit, and I mean a little bit, of the Baldur's Gate and Baldur's Gate 2 Enhanced Editions and the Planescape Torment and Icewind Dale Enhanced Editions. And when I say a little bit, I mean I played a few hours of them collectively. So that's not saying much when both of them collect... A handful of games and expansions that span hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of hours if you go for everything. So a few hours is really nothing. It's not even a drop in the bucket. It is a drop in the air that evaporates before it even hits the bucket. And therefore, it is nothing. But I I played a little bit of it. This is my first time ever playing any of these games. And they feel pretty good with a controller. Of course, these are enhanced versions of the game so don't expect if, you, if you've never played them or don't know anything about them and are maybe curious I'll, I'll give you some reasons as to why you might be curious if you have experience with some other games but um they are enhanced versions but not full-blown remakes so they're not super pretty or anything they're still the old games they always were they're just enhanced and if you are Someone who has enjoyed contemporary classic-ish RPGs like the original Sin games or Dragon Age Origins, these might be right up your alley because they are rich in story, character, and all that jazz. The combat is alright. It's got a pause system where you see an enemy, then you pick your actions, and then you unpause. And it's fine. It's okay, but... The real reason why you play a game like this is for all the story and characters and little quests and things that you can just stumble upon, the various choices that change the way your game plays out compared to someone else's or the way one playthrough makes uh, it feel very differently from another. You know, And I, I got that from just the few hours I played of the games. It's kind of overwhelming at first when you just jump in and then everyone has so much to say you talk to someone and they have like eight i'm not 18 but like a dozen different things that you can talk to them about it's like, what is this there's so much here why do you want to talk to me so badly why does everyone want to talk to me so much and so i was overwhelmed and just decided to blow up a few cows in town and then i went out of town I'm like hey buddy I'm ready to go. He's like, are you ready to go? I'm like, yeah, I'm ready to go. Do you want to do this maybe or, or try a little tutorial of business? I'm like, no, I just want to go. Let me go. And then we all started singing and, and talking about Frozen and how much we hated that movie. And it was a good time. But then I, I left the, the castle area 
and I just walked around for a bit and then I blew up some other people because I was playing on story mode because I just I didn't want to deal with some extreme difficulties given that I'm very new to this whole series and everything I mean Baldur's Gate for me is Dark Alliance and Dark Alliance 2 that's all I know about the series and I love those games but they are very very different games those are action RPGs in the vein of Diablo but just like a closer camera than Diablo traditionally um, but I, I liked what I played and I'll probably play Baldur's Gate at some point for a future episode of Attack the Backlog that will be in the distant future because like I said these games are very meaty and I'm someone who really likes to engross myself in a world like this and experience all it has to offer so I would do my best to take on every side quest I could get my hands on but if you're someone who likes games like this like I said if you've played Original Sin and similar S games or I think the uh, I guess maybe the Obsidian games are like this I forget what those are called I think like Torment and whatnot um, then these are worth checking out and both of them the two collections are 50 bucks a piece but like I said there is so much content in both of these so they're they're more than worth the price um, but yeah keep in mind that they are enhanced versions so you're not getting something that is going to look like original center I think these games look old but you know it's it's all right and they they play a little clunky-ish but not too bad uh, especially with the controller they're, they're pretty a-okay uh, and then I played some stranded sails explorers of the cursed islands which is <sighs> a game I really wanted to like but the hour and a half two hours I put into it didn't do all that much for me so it is a game where you start off as a young boy or girl and your father is the captain of a ship you wake up he left you a note just like hey I packed you a bag full of essentials come to the dock when you're you ready to go I don't know what the hell voice I'm doing right there but um you, you go to the dock and your father's like, hey, get a barrel of apples because every ship needs a barrel of apples. So then you get a barrel of apples and you, you start to set sail. Well, you don't start sailing just then. He's like, well, now lower the sails. And you're like, okay, dad, I will do this. But can we please just go stop bossing me around, dad? And then he's like, well, you cut the ropes so that we can actually sail. It's like, oh, dad, come on. Can we just go already why couldn't you do this while i was lowering the sails dad and you, you lower the sails you cut the rope and then you're like hey i remember this game on iphone it was pretty fun whatever happened to it um but then uh, in the course of sailing the ship gets into some violent waters and some violent weather and it gets destroyed it ends up a shipwreck on an island i guess it's a cursed island i didn't know there were curses on this island but i guess there are curses on the island are there cursed pearls am i gonna have to fucking deal with johnny depp in my ear the whole time if i run into johnny depp in this game i'm gonna fucking destroy this game i'm gonna throw my xbox out of the window but um you end up on an island and you have to find your crew members so you go around walking and walking maybe you do a little bit of running you have to watch your stamina meter otherwise you'll just pass out and return home 
And eventually you find the ship, and you find your father, and you find all the other crew members, and then you start building little things like a workshop, a cooking station, a other thing. <laughs> and it feels reminiscent of Stardew Valley and games like that. However, I couldn't help but think about those kind of games and how I'd much rather just be playing those because I enjoyed those more and the bit I played of Stranded Sales wasn't doing a lot for me. The farming was like, I don't know, there's a little bit of clunkiness to the controls. It did just get an update today when I was playing it earlier, it crashed and then it said, hey, we need an update, which is a little annoying. I would rather just say, hey, there's an update. Do you want to keep playing? Or do you want to save and quit and do the update as opposed to just crashing on me? It does autosave pretty frequently, so it's not like I lost a lot of content. But I don't know what the update adds exactly. I did just get an email earlier, so I could check and tell you, but I don't want to. Because I'm really tired. I'm sick-ish. And I'm having trouble with this episode. You don't know how many times I've tried to record this and failed. But, um... You plant some crops, you plant some corn, you water it, of course, you dig the holes, you put the seeds in. They're really fast growers. Uh, that's what she said. <laughs> God, this is uh, this is an episode. And you then, you know, get some resources and you start cooking stuff because you can't eat raw food. You can't eat a raw tomato. What the fuck is that? Uh, you sleep to regain your energy or eat some food. You have an axe, which you can chop down trees, but not every tree. There are like these palm-looking trees. You can't cut them down. When you get your axe, it's like, hey, go cut down some trees because we need some wood. You got wood? That's what she said. That's what she's always saying. She's always, she's, always, she's got a dirty mind. But um, it was annoying that I could see all these trees that I couldn't cut down. I guess they're too thin. They weren't going to do the job. I don't know. That's what she said. <laughs> um, but yeah, I was pissed by that, that I couldn't chop down every tree. Uh, interacting with objects can be a little finicky in where you have to like be right on them or looking at them in the right way to be, at a, uh, to be able to interact with them, which is a little bit frustrating. But um, it's... So it's okay, I guess. It's just, it's really not doing much for me, and I can't help but think of similar games that I'd rather play. And it's funny because I look at a game like this, and it's so much up my alley. That's also what she said. Um, but maybe not. I don't know how many people like it up their alley. I definitely have no interest in anything up anyone's alley. Um, <laughs> God. Uh, where was I? No, but I'm thinking of games like this, uh, another one being, I think, My Time in Porsche, or whatever it's called, that is on Game Pass. It's been on sale a few times, but I played a little bit of that, and I was excited to finally get around to it, and when I played it, I'm like, oh, I don't like this. And I think the issue with that game was more so that I really hated the aesthetic and the look of it. It reminded me of, like, bad browser-slash-free-to-play games, and I, I couldn't, I couldn't stand that. But there are, there are other games that I've enjoyed more. It's just, there's something about Stranded Sales that's not really grabbing me. I also hate the fact that when you're using the map, you can't scroll around and look around the island. So you have the map and you can zoom out to see the entire area, all the different islands in this specific place that you're in. 
or a close-up look of the island you're on. However, you can't scroll around the map when you're zoomed in. And that's really annoying because I had some situations where it's like, I have to get to this point that I, I remember it being somewhere in this area, but I don't remember, okay, I'm at like a fork in the road, and I don't remember which direction I have to go. So I pulled out my map, and it didn't show me far enough in either direction to show me the spot that I needed to go. And I'm like, oh, which, which, okay, I think I go this way. And then I ended up going the wrong way, and I had to, you know, make a U-turn and go back the other way. And that was infuriating. I don't like that shit. I don't like anything that makes me waste my time for a stupid reason. And I think that was definitely me wasting my time for a stupid reason. But oh, whatever. So that is Stranded Sails, Explorers of the Cursed Islands. Then I played Just Ignore Them, which is a point-and-click adventure horror game where you play as a young boy who's trying to go to bed, I guess. Your mom's like, hey, honey, don't worry. There are no such thing as monsters. And then she goes fucking grocery shopping at night it's like leaves me alone fucking bitch um (laughs) i'm very i am very something all right but um you get out of bed because you can't sleep or whatever and there's a monster in your closet and there's also a monster that likes to uh, hide in your vent and there are monsters around the house and you just have to like find a way to go to sleep or something but one of the annoying things about it is that I would interact with things and then it would get to a point where it's like no I can't I can't I'm, can't do anything with that right now I need to go to sleep and then I would go to my bed to try to sleep and it's like I can't go to sleep right now I gotta go do some shit I'm like fucking make up your goddamn mind you stupid son of a bitch kid you deserve to die um but you go around the house and you interact with things and it's a bit of a trial and error thing where you'll interact with a closet or a microwave and then you get sucked into the microwave and then you'll die and it's like oh well can't mess around with the microwave because there's a monster in there and it's gonna kill me so now you know and you 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 go and click other things and it's whatever one of the things i had to do early on was find batteries for a robot which will help me sleep then i didn't know what the hell i was supposed to do with the robot after i got it and I tried to put the robot and the batteries together by clicking the robot first and then the batteries, and it wouldn't let me do that. And then I clicked the batteries first and then the robot, and it let me do that. I didn't like that. Just if there are two items that go together, just let them work, just regardless of which one I click first, you stupid ass game. But um, it's not scary. It's 4 by 3 ratio. It's real dumb. And I hate the kid, and I just want him to die. So I just kept killing him over and over again after a point. I'm like, here, just keep going in this closet and dying because you're a little bastard. But um, yeah, that's just ignore them. And you know what? You should probably just ignore that game. It's not that great. And then Super Box Land Demake is something I played for not that long, but I played through the first 20 or so levels. And it is a very simple puzzle game. I think it gets a bit more complicated over time as I would gather from the achievements I looked over that mentioned things that I didn't interact with in my time with the game. But the basic gist of it, at least early on, is that you're moving around a bunch of box, blocks, whatever they are, onto specific buttons in the environment. It's 
all 2D. Um, and when you move all these uh, blocks on the buttons, then a door will open and you will move and progress to the next area where you do the same thing. You just keep doing this over and over again. And it's, it's not too bad. Uh, it's the kind of game that you play and you finish a level and you just say, okay, one more. I, I can do one more. It's, it doesn't take too much time. Just one more. And then you finish another level. You're like, oh, I can do one more. So it's kind of addicting in that sense. The music is a problem in that it was okay at first, but I may be remembering it wrong, but I'm pretty sure it was just the same track on loop, just going over and over and over again. And after a certain point, I started to hate it. And there's like a weird audio hitch or something when you complete an area and open the door. It feels like there's some weird noise going on that is really like nasty for me. I don't know. It was very unpleasant. And maybe I'm just losing my mind. But it felt like it was consistent and that every time it happened, it was just like this white noise type of thing that I'm assuming wasn't supposed to be there. But... Yeah, it's alright. It's it's a nice, simple little puzzle game with an annoying music track that just keeps going on and on and on. And I think I think it's like five bucks. The same goes for Just Ignore Them. I think it's, I think those are both that oh god, Rakata Tanaka Laka joints. Um, a pretty prominent publisher slash developer. I don't think they develop all these games. If they do, damn, their their output is crazy I th- they have to be a publisher who probably develops maybe at times too but um they put out a lot of games and they're always i think five dollars and they range from like really good especially for five dollars to okay um and, and they make a lot of interesting things and they they put out a lot of games with a lot of variety so i like them they're like the better version of sometimes you and then, last but not least, I played a bit of Frostpunk Console Edition. So this is a PC survival strategy city builder game that came out on PC last year and has now made its way to Xbox One and PlayStation 4. And I played it when it originally came out on PC uh, on Steam, I believe. It eventually also made its way, or maybe at the same time, but it, it made its way to the Windows Store and the sad news to report is that it's not a play anywhere title so if you did buy it on the windows store you'll have to buy it again on the xbox one if you want to play it on console and that's a little bit disappointing but kind of to be expected but on console it feels okay it can be a little bit finicky because you navigate the game with an on-screen cursor with the left analog stick but in some of the sub-menus, when you have to navigate them, you are supposed to use the D-pad to move around, and that can become frustrating, at least for me. I, it's kind of a, th- a thing that I would assume eventually you'll get used to, but when I was just starting it up and playing it, and I put however many hours into it at this point, I'm still not entirely used to it. When you're in those sub-menus and move the left analog stick, you end up just clearing yourself out of those menus and it can be a little bit frustrating like oh, I didn't want to close the menu I just wanted I wanted to do this thing and I was expecting that I could just put the cursor over it and click it and make it work but that wasn't the case 
But uh, control-wise, overall, it's not too bad, especially given the kind of game it is. It's it's much slower paced. You can move at your own pace because it has the very speed uh, as well. Um, but the the gist of the game, if you've never played it, because that's probably what they're going for with these console editions, is people who missed out on it because it was a PC-only game for so long, is that, uh, and it's from 11-Bit Studios, the same team who did this war of mine i believe it's called they're also a publisher uh they put out um what is it moonlighter and most recently children of morta or morsha morta um they published those two games but uh like this war of mine it is a very 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 bleak game uh, it's not a game you want to play if you're looking for something cheery and happy because it's not going to make you cheery and happy. It's going to make you friggin' miserable because everything's just the worst in this game. So it takes place in an alternate history of Earth in the late 1800s, I believe, where the world is overtaken by like an ice age and... So many people have died over the course of this, and in their hopes to survive, many more people have died. And you are believed to be in the, in the like main scenario. It's not it's not a new hope. I think it's called the new home. Um, you are unsure whether or not you are the last civilized society on Earth, and on your journey, you get split off from a lot of your people. But you find this superpowered generator that can emit heat for you uh that can heat your your people and you build around this generator and you build in a, a circular fashion around this generator you can build roads houses medical posts etc and the end of the game is just surviving and surviving as long as you can while keeping the hope of your people high and the discontent low and you do this by putting into effect laws that will be better for people. You know, there are child labor laws. Like you can put in a law that will make children able to work and that will make people not so happy. Or you can put in a law that means that, that makes children unable to work. Not not that they're not able to work, but it, it puts them into care centers instead, so they're not forced to work they're just children why make them work but um you collect resources like wood metal coal and eventually you'll create a beacon which allows you to go further outside your home base and maybe run into more people or run into resources and, and the people you run into can be good or bad you can run into resources and so many times when you run into resources like hey this is a home and it, it seems like people are still here should we take all their food for us or should we leave it for them? And you have to make that decision. Do you hurt other people and help your people or, or not? And usually I I find in these games, because I look at these games and I'm just like, you're trying real hard to make all these tough decisions, but I just feel like, well, what it doesn't matter to me to what, what happens to these other people. I'm just going to help my own people because that's the name of the game, really. Um... But I think for a lot of people, their things work more than they they did for me. I still I still like the game overall and, and the way it works. Um, you'll have things where the the people will rise up and take you out of 
control if you if you are really doing a poor job of managing everything you have to be really uh, conscious of the heating situation and, and make sure that your people are healthy because the more people that get sick the discontent will rise you have to have enough medical outposts and then you have to staff those outposts you have to make sure those outposts are heated and you have to send out hunters to get food but then you have to have a cooking station thing to convert the raw food into edible food like there's a lot of managing that goes into it and it can get overwhelming fast especially early on you might look at it and be like what am i supposed to do but it, it's a it's a game that is fun to replay and failing is a big part of the game and, and not something that should deter you it's something that you learn from and then you realize oh this is why I screwed up this time. I'm, I'm going to change things up the next time. And there are there are multiple scenarios and an endless mode as well. It looks pretty good. I'm playing on Xbox One X. I don't know if it's enhanced or not, but it's a really good uh, strategy game for consoles, strategy survival game, uh, because it is not about you versus other players or AI. It is you against the environment. Uh, against the weather and the hazards and all that and like I said it, it's much more slower paced and you have time to breathe and think and you don't have to really worry about getting blindsided by a, another faction or some crazy shit like that so I think it, it's a really good game for consoles if they can bring it to switch that would be really nice um but uh, if you do have an Xbox One or a PS4 and you've never played it, it's worth checking out because it's a, it's a cool little strategy survival city builder game. And it's got a, a nice look to it as well. Um, and, you know, every now and again, the people will ask you to put in a, a launch effect. You can do them yourself. Of course, there's also, you know, of course, um, not, not crafting, but research and all that so that you can make your generator more powerful. You can build new buildings and all that kind of stuff it, it's a nice little thing and definitely worth checking out i think it's only like 30 bucks somewhere in that area um that is that is pretty much it in terms of what i play uh, what i've been playing so before i wrap this all up and end the show i do want to talk about a few things first on xbox one i forgot to mention this the last episode or two but an update came out, I think on the 8th of October, that seemingly fixed all my problems with Xbox One. And I didn't have many, but for me, I, I assume this is something that has plagued other people as well. But for me, with some games, they would fail to start. I would click them and they would bring up the initial like loading screen. And it would, after, I don't know, 15, 30 seconds crash to the home screen and say it took too long to start here's an error code try again or whatever and eventually those games would work uh the games for me that always ran into this were smite and paladins but there were there were others that had this issue as well but i noticed early in this month that that started to stop that they always worked the first time and i was like what the hell is going on and then I was like, wait, 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 wait. Let me try The Crew 2, which for months now has never, ever done anything but fail to launch. Was this 
game now starring Matthew McConaughey and Sarah Jessica Parker? What is going on? And I clicked it. And it worked. The crew too works now. And so I looked in the system settings or whatever and checked to see if there was any recent update. And there was one on the 8th. And ever since then, everything works. There's there's no issue with any games at all. So I don't know what happened. But like this is a problem that's been plaguing my Xbox One for like years at this point. And I'm assuming again other people's Xbox Ones. And now it seems like it's fixed. And I'm just... I keep hoping that it's not going to be like a temporary thing and then it's all going to come crashing down again and stop working. But as it stands right now, the Xbox One is officially a perfect console. I'm, I'm just putting it out there. It's perfect. There's no problem with it now that that is no longer an issue. But uh, yeah, if, if you've ran into that issue in the past, maybe you should check those games because maybe you're not as persistent as me and you don't regularly check those games. Um you might want to check them again. And then I did watch Toy Story 4, which is a completely unnecessary movie that I did not like. So I, I don't like Toy Story 3, and now I don't like Toy Story 4. I'll at least say that I didn't actively dislike Toy Story 4 in the way I actively dislike Toy Story 3. Um, it's just very forgettable, very boring. I found absolutely nothing about it enjoyable outside of one small bit between the bunny and the duck or whatever the two characters played by key and peel the the stuffed animals from the carnival uh game uh when they are thinking of ways of stealing the key from the shop owner the old lady i thought that was amusing but outside of that literally outside of that i really didn't care for any uh, of the movie um I talked to my one friend who's like, you know, after this, there's there's definitely not going to be another sequel because they can't make one with how this ends. And I'm like, huh, they could definitely make one because Toy Story 4 feels like an excuse of a movie. They just found an excuse to bring all these characters back together. It's like, huh, we want to have another adventure with the Toy Story folk, the Toy Story toys. What do we need to do in order to make that happen? And then they're just like, they just farted out a bunch of garbage. And then they're like, hey, this works. And kids like it, which is, you know, fine. Um, but I really didn't care for it. And it's just a reminder that I don't care for Pixar at this point. There hasn't been a Pixar movie since the first half of Up that I've really liked that I can remember. Um, I guess Incredibles 2 is solid um that's probably the only one i, I really do want to rewatch coco because i'm curious if i might like that more um one of my issues with that or my my biggest issue with that was the the reveal of how the main character's father died i'm like what on earth or is it was his grandfather i don't remember but i'm like this is super super violent this is not good and then when the, the one dude tries to kill him and he almost dies i'm like what is this i just like that's my issue i'm just like why do these movies have to be super violent in a really unpleasant way where it's like almost too real or something like there's violence in a lot of animated movies that's more cartoony but in the pixar movies it seems like they want to be more serious with their shit i'm like why these are for kids. 
yeah, you want to have it so that adults can enjoy them too, but your audience, first and foremost, is kids. Make a kids movie. Make a movie that shines with like I rewatched the first Toy Story and I was like, this is full of creativity and imagination. Yeah, the Sid stuff is scary, but it's not. It's not the same. Um, and like, there's definitely something different about. Just having like a, a mean kid who's just a bit of an ass and having other toys who are violent or whatever. Like that's like, I hate Toy Story 3. Um, but uh, yeah, Toy Story 4 is forgettable and unnecessary and I can't wait for Toy Story 5. Anywho, that will do it for this here episode of the Pixelated Sausage Podcast. Once again, I am your host, Mark Nez. Y'all can find me on Twitter and pretty much everywhere at PX Sausage. The site is, of course, pixelatedsausage.com, where you can find this podcast, the Pixelated Paranormal Podcast, and Attack the Backlog, which are all available on podcast services across the globe, like Stitcher Radio, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Pandora. And if you'd like to check out the video version of this here show or Attack the Backlog, you can go over to youtube.com slash pixelatedsausage and watch them both there. Speaking of Attack the Backlog, a brand new episode will be going live this Sunday. It is uh, episode 29, Resident Evil 2 Remake. It is the most edited episode of the show. That doesn't mean it's the best, but I think it's a pretty solid show. It's also the first ever scripted show, so... Oh boy, is it going to be okay? I don't know, but um, yeah, get excited for that. Anywho... Uh, if you'd like to check out the art I make, you can go over to pxsart.com. If you see something you like, click the link, and it'll take you to where you can purchase a print of the PC Fancy. And if you do want to purchase a print of the PC Fancy, this weekend, I believe, you get free shipping on orders over like 25 or 35 So maybe you want to get some prints and free shipping. Uh, so yeah, you can do all that. And if you fancy the site in general and anything that we do, please go over to patreon.com slash PXS and support us that way. As always, thank you for watching or listening. I hope you enjoyed this here episode and I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful rest of your day and an absolutely lovely week and bye.